and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners here at EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram. I'm your SEO expert. And one of the owners here at <laughs> EWR Digital. <laughs> welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast. Now, we threw in a couple interview podcasts. You may not have seen all of them yet. I'm going to call it podcast for well, well, so we released we released one this morning. But the other two, I'm saving them. For okay, so, yeah. so then this is podcast number 491. Yes. I don't know did how that Did you title it that works. way? Uh -huh. Did you title it? What did you title? Like, did you put that in the title? No, 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 I, no, I didn't. So so we can change that at the end. But if you're listening, see, look, the live <laughs> counter just started counting. <laughs> All right. It's kind of weird. All right. Um. Uh, we are broadcasting live here from Houston, Texas. We're actually at different locations, uh, but Matt and I, we are your results. <laughs> I do have a review. I wanted to get this in here really quick. Uh, it's from Richard Ortiz. Uh, he says the title is, uh, he's a local guide, so he's got like 28 reviews, five photos. Uh, is this positive professionalism quality? If you are a, if you're a standalone SEO provider, you have all cap have to subscribe to this podcast. I listen when I'm walking my dog in the morning and take uh, taking an afternoon run. It's like having an entertaining meeting with SEO experts. It's like taking an extended water cooler break with a couple of down-to-earth SEOs and talking shop. Great inspiration, new ideas, fresh excitement, and the craft all about the craft of SEO. Uh, every time I hear that podcast theme music, I feel the endorphins pumping through my brain, getting me excited about heading back to my work desk, enthusiastic to put their suggestions to work for my clients. Shikau. Uh, by the way, that, that wasn't me. He wrote Shikau. Like, that's what it says. Exactly. It says Shikau. How cool is that? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. That was that that was a really powerful review there, Chris. Um I'm, I'm a little taken back. That's great. Like I really like our we, song. Our intro song's pretty solid, Chris. People yeah. like it a lot. Yeah. So, Goldmine. Tell everybody the best song. Marcin uh Luigi. I'm maybe butchering that name. Uh, he actually said, ha, real review and with a big muscle icon. So uh, thank you, Patif, to you, uh, Marcin, if I'm pronouncing that right. I hope I am. Uh, we got a great article today. Chris, uh, three ways. The song. Tell us huh? about the song. Where, like, oh, your friend, right? Yeah. So um, it's actually a good friend of mine, uh, Joe Trevino. Uh, I went to college with him. He was actually a roommate of mine at one point. He was in a band uh, in LA called Circle the Cat. It may have been plural, Circle the Cats. I think it was Circle the Cats. And they've got an album. It's actually a pretty phenomenal album, if you ask me. I don't even know if it's available anywhere. Uh, and the intro music for our podcast is from a song of theirs called Goldmine. And yeah, I love it. Like it's, it's I don't know. What's the cat song? Well, no, there, I don't think there is a cat song, but the band is called yeah. Circle the Cats. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, right. And so they've got they've got a number of, of other good songs. He actually inspired me. I picked up for a little while uh, bongos. I was playing bongos because he he's uh, a Latin percussionist, 
and he's just phenomenal. I can tell you a sh short little story. I was at this kind of artsy party uh, in kind of the arts, an artsy area in Houston, and there were like people in the back, and literally they are like banging on pots, and it just sounded like a cluster, right? It was just bad. And I was there with my friend Joe, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go home and come back with my drums. And I was talking with another friend, and all of a sudden this like banging on pans and cluster became music. And my friend Gian looked at me in the eye and goes, oh, Joe just got back with his drums because he turned it into music. It was it was awesome. That is so, awesome. Anyway, that's Circle the Cat is the band. I don't know if you can find anything out there. And uh, Goldmine is the actual uh, song that we use. So three ways to up your video marketing game. Who doesn't want to up their video marketing game? Uh, this article is by Ann Smarty. I feel like we're going to learn stuff yeah. in this article. What do you yeah, right. Like we're we're learning from Smarty. Um, I'm sure she got all sorts of hell when she was in school, right? Um, uh, videos allow companies to reach a wider audience, um, and they can help you increase your sales and conversions. There's a lot of brand-owned video content floating around, but how many of those companies have achieved real, tangible results from those video production efforts? Like ultimately. What's the ROI? What's the results from those videos? The question, what, and you've got to ask this question. There's lots of, actually, I skipped there. Uh, here are three ways to up your video marketing game before you decide to invest more into it. So I, I love the approach here. It's like, maybe you're doing a little bit of video. Maybe you're doing uh, no video, but try a little bit more or increase it a little bit, or at least try some of it before you decide to throw a whole lot of budget at it. It shouldn't be the case you're like, Everybody else, in fact, they're like, the usual arguments, my competitors are doing that. It seems to be the thing now. Those are not exactly reasons that you should be doing really anything in marketing. Those are reasons that you might want to test those things in marketing and then throw in big budgets if you've got a good positive ROI. Ultimately, the right question is, what am I trying to achieve here? That question always, always comes first. It goes back to planning. We often talk about do not throw money against the wall and see if it sticks. Have a plan. Uh, also goes back to, you know, it's not test and measure, it's measure and test. Know what you're going to measure uh, and then start doing stuff and then make sure you continue measuring. So, so Chris, one of the things that we're doing right now um, is when people come in and want like PPC services, um, we're running a cost analysis on, you know, basically what their budget is, uh, how much the keywords cost, how many clicks they're going to get, and then how many clicks it would take to convert to a lead, how many leads it would convert to a sale and see, you know, if it's profitable or break even because, you know, AdWords used to be at 30 cents a click, right? And now you're talking, depending on the industry, it could be 20, 10, $165 per click. But you got to figure out what what is that customer potentially worth to you and can you get it? And so we've been running those numbers for customers because really some of these web 2.0s um, traffic's a lot cheaper um, or always SEO has just a greater ROI by, um, you know, leaps and bounds really. And, and so we're running these numbers to make sure the campaign's profitable before we get started. Um, yeah. To make sure that these numbers like based on industry metrics, here's Here's what it would take. Here's what it's going to need to take for your campaign to be successful. And sometimes it's out outside the realm of possibility at that budget point, right? And so um, it's better to kind of know what that is, eyes wide open going into it versus 
you know, on the back end going, hey, I just spent a bunch of money and nothing happened. And well, so- and, and, and what we've found in PPC campaigns is that the more mature the industry the more things you got to have on point before you even start down that path, right? So there's some industries where you look at, um, I'm trying to think of one, dental industry, right? Like it's kind of known good common knowledge that a typical new patient is worth $10,000 lifetime Lifetime. to a dentist, right? But it's lifetime. So however long they're with you, if that's 10 years, if that's 40 years or whatever, the average new client for a dentist is worth $10,000 over the lifetime of that client. If you're a smart, savvy dentist um, franchise manager, right, then you know to use that to your advantage because you're actually building up the value of the franchise. A smaller dental office has a little bit less opportunity to do that because if I can tell you it's a $10,000 lifetime value, is it worth paying $1,000 for that customer? Yes. Well, right. If you can, if you can bankroll it, it's like, can you float? Can, can you know how how much can you float? Because you know we need cash now versus you know five ten years from now and let it all mature, um, and that's like an average. And so, no, I I agree with you. You know, but I again, when you're running ads, like you know, like we've run Facebook ads of like teeth cleaning, right, teeth whitening, that sort of thing. You know, you get a lot of different kind of people coming in, but. You run ads on like crowns, you know, like dental surgery, like emergency, like that ROI is there today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the difference is like a, a, a small new mom and pop kind of dental office. They like may freak out about if they spent a thousand dollars per customer, they're going to be so far in the hole um, by the end of the first year. But in reality, they'll be making money long term. So that's that mature business that understands its lifetime value of the customer that ends up being willing to spend more and more. And that's what we find. The more mature the business, the 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 more the that the marketers who are in that PPC space have taken advantage of the actual lifetime value of the customer. Well, and I think and also it, it it's important to understand, too, that. I have no idea what I was going to say. Like, that's why it's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> Moments ago, it was really, really important. And we were talking about lifetime value. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just, no, it's, it's not as important. Yeah, anymore. Not. But we'll come back to it when you remember. Let's get into video. Yeah. So start defining your goals. Maybe one of your goals is just to manage your reputation, right? So that'd be a good goal. Set that as a goal. Maybe it's build loyalty and turn your company into a niche knowledge hub, right? So, so, so obviously we have the podcast. We've got videos of the podcast. That's information going out there. Um, and we'll get into what else could we do to become that niche knowledge hub. Uh, the easiest, just understand, the easiest way to explain complex things and show off how good at those complex things you are is on video, right? Create monetization opportunities. It's difficult to put a price on things like reputation, authority, and and loyalty, but videos can be monetized in a number of ways, right? You could offer sponsorship opportunities. Um, you could do video creation services because uh, you know Matt and I were comfortable interviewing people. We could just say, "Hey, we'll interview you for free, and it'll be on our podcast." That's a monetization process. Uh, you can use videos to put together paid content upgrades. So, hey, what is Chris, it? That's what not is, if we do it for free, it's not monetization. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, you I know, mean, just, like, I get it. Like, like, I think you had to make the leap, but I get it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't done that many interviews yet. And, and actually we just did three back to back. Um, we're going to end up doing more of those and yeah, like, the podcast. podcast. And I'll say that again. Uh, you can use video to put together again paid content upgrade. So hey, here's here's access to deeper, more elevated SEO content, yeah. um, video courses, premium video add-on services. So there's a lot of ways that you could monetize your video uh, if if direct monetization were the thing that you were going to do. Um, number two, remember this is three ways uh, to up your video marketing game. Plan your video marketing strategy as well as each of the campaigns properly. Well, it's easy to say plan them, but is it easy to say properly? So, so number one, let's say you wanted to manage your reputation. Online reputation management is tricky. To put it simple, there's never enough here, right? No matter how solid your reputation looks like at this very moment, you may always want to do more. Or if somebody starts coming after you and trying to damage that reputation, you may need to do more. So it's something that you probably should be doing on a regular basis. You should always be pursuing reviews, get those litany. I remember we had one, um, uh, how do we want to describe this client? We had this one client um, who was not agreeable, right? We'll call him not agreeable. Okay. And he actually yelled at multiple team members. And so we fired him as a client and he threatened us to write a bad review. And we're like, well, we have a 101 positive, like five, 4.95 star reviews. Um, we're not like, that's not really a big threat to us. Uh, but just know that if you do that, we're just going to share the entire story, including screenshots of the emails and, and all this dysfunctional stuff. Um, it may not surprise you. He did not leave a bad review for us. Well, so. yeah, I, I, I think that you're, you're, I mean, I, I actually know what client you're talking about now. Yeah. And it wasn't actually you saying that we're going to all leave bad reviews. It was the team members that were so upset that we had to stop them from leaving a bad review. On his side. Like, yeah. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to do that. It's like, we're holding them back because... Um, you know, like it, it goes both ways, but I mean, that, that was like a rare instance. I feel like that was, that's only happened. I mean, one time since I've been here yeah. that it got that bad and the guy was just irrational, honestly. So. Yeah. He was disagreeable okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure. I feel like we disagreed with almost everything. Um, yeah, so you may always want more content. And that's one of the advantages of continuing to push for good reviews. And, and then you and then you build a good reputation out there. Strong brand has a lot of benefits, right? Loyalty, return visitors and buyers, word of mouth more often, right? You want to go out there and create those raving fans. By the way, great book uh, called Raving Fans. Videos are a great way to solidify your online reputation because they also tend to rank well. Right. So if you get one bad review, maybe somebody's even thrown up a website to say how horrible you are. If you've got all these reviews, your positive review of you um, being, uh, being on the video or some company representative being uh, you know, talking about the company and your policies and your process like that's going to have a lot more weight than one person who's just, you know, written a couple of paragraphs about you that are that are well, not good. Well, Chris, I can tell you we're doing some I would call it reputation management for a client. So there's a number of yeah. clients in certain industries that name themselves 
like the same name as other people name. Like it's like a popular name that like there's a bunch of companies that have that same name. So client came to us and basically we structured a deal where uh, eight out of the 10 uh, positions when you search for their name on Google are going to come up their properties or property associated with them right. to basically push um, the other competitors off. One of the strategies that I'm using to, 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 to achieve this is video, right? Videos are very, very powerful um, and they rank quite well, especially YouTube videos rank quite well because, right, Google owns YouTube. It's the yep. second largest search engine. And so there's things that you can do with video SEO on YouTube that will rank well in universal search. Um, and also it tells a better story, right? We're talking about, you know, telling your story, the storytelling, the customer branding, that sort of thing. Videos are by far uh, one of the best ways to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, Google recognizes that and, and ranks that stuff higher or gives it more weight. So. Yeah. And, and then uh, she goes on to give some kind of tools. Uh, she mentions use a tool called Animoto. I actually pulled it up. I, I've never used it. It might be worth worth trying out. She actually mentioned Blue Jeans uh, for video interviews. Obviously, kind of Zoom is the one is the go to now, oh, and we're actually Streamyard. Oh, yeah, put out the Streamyard here. <laughs> yeah, Streamyard like it does good things. You can make Matt real nervous Woo! when you zoom in. Like, <laughs> um, and then work with different video creation tools, kind of get creative. He talks about, in fact, I'm sorry, it's she. Um, she talks about uh, one video, she has a roadmap of like making a video a month to work on your kind of vi video marketing game and working on your reputation. And she aligns like each video presentation to be associated either with a company event, like the anniversary of the company or with one of the holidays and just make sure those videos are coming out on a regular basis. So um, next, build loyalty and turn your company into a niche knowledge hub. If you decide to engage in, in creating educational videos, she has this really nice roadmap of how can you map out all these videos and these processes? And sometimes it's a blog post or an iTunes post or whatever, and have them designed so that ultimately they create a video course, right? So if you're going to create this content, if you just map it out right, one, that content is going to serve well, uh, serve you well. And then two, you just kind of fold that into a video course and you've got a way, something that you could monetize. So um, check out the article. Yeah, no, Chris, yeah? I, I think that um, this even goes back to uh, like how to write a book, right? A book's like 10 or 12 blogs, right? If you write them in sequence and then you kind of loop them together, um, you can write a book by writing like a blog a month. That's kind of what, what I did, um, yep. you know? And I, I think that uh, there, there's some opportunities there and also taking free content, repurposing it, um, you know, added in some, some more goodies in there. And boom, you got a you got a info product of some sort. So I think that there's a lot of uh, ways to go uh, when you're and, and like video course emails, right? Like so, they buy a product and you send them a, a video one a day or something like that for X number of days. Um, I, I plan on making a few of those, and we we're working on kind of taking all the podcasts and kind of organizing them in a different uh, content realm, so uh, or playlist. So when people like go, hey, I want to learn. Uh, you know, I want to learn how to uh, optimize meta titles, right? So like, okay, here's on-page SEO. Here's all the things you need to do. Here's the order. So we're worried, we're, we're working on something like that. Um, to, to answer this question here, um, yeah, I would A-B test it. But if you 
uh, add uh, the keyword twice into the meta description, uh, you'll get um, you'll get more juice out of it. So that's my answer. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. I got that posted up on the screen. I'll leave it for uh, for a little bit. Um, yeah, so follow the flow chart, design the content. With, H1 and H2. All right, go. <laughs> with, a, with, a course, uh, with a course in mind um, so that you can ultimately, you know, turn around and monetize that. Create alternative traffic and monetization sources. So uh, she never advises limiting yourself to YouTube. Um, it's very, it's never advisable. This is what she said. It's never advisable to put all your eggs in one basket uh, and rely on third party platforms. Take full ownership of your own content and your own community. And Matt and I talked about this really briefly, briefly before the podcast. There is a school of thought that says, instead of never put all your eggs in one basket, it says always put your eggs in one basket and take great care of their basket. I think the point that Anne is making in this case is if all your eggs are in the YouTube basket, like you can only take care of the YouTube basket so much. At some point, it's outside of your control. Uh, and so make sure that you control your content. The last thing you'd want to do is like the only way people can access your content is on YouTube. Make sure you have it on your own website um, and, and any other platforms that make yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, I think I think two things. One is um, the analogy that I like is like it's better to own than rent, right? Um, yeah. Because you're renting on a, on a third-party platform. You know, what I recommend is, you know, post it on somewhere that, that you host it, that you get the original credit for it. And then you can you can modify it. Actually, YouTube a different video on YouTube is about three seconds, so you could put like black on the, the beginning or the end of it. It's actually a different video, um, you know, in Google's eyes. But but you want to um, even like blogs or like people ask me, hey, I, I want to write on LinkedIn, but I wrote this blog. How should I do it? Um, I think how you should do it is you you write the article, you post it on your site, then you write kind of an abstract or a summary, post that on LinkedIn, and then link to your blog because Ultimately, you, you want um, it to be kind of a funnel to properties that you own and manage because you have more control. And I think that that's what she's really talking about. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just the case that, oh, you know, uh, don't put your eggs in one basket means I should have multiple companies. In that case, if you control the basket, put them in one basket and just just take watch the basket really closely. Like I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. That, it just putting them all over the place, you know, you're going to lose them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what's the solution? Your own, make sure you own the video content you are creating. So make sure you have one place where you can take advantage of it. And specifically, she says, on your website. If you create educational videos of any kind, consider packaging or selling them uh, on a content tool. She mentions uscreen.tv. I've never used that, never seen that. Teachable. It's just probably... She she talked about uh, say that teachable. again. Teachable, I like teachable like as a platform. She talked about Udemy, yeah, yeah. but said that you've recently made some moves that limited your rights as a creator and what kind of stuff you own. Um, like they like standardize the pricing so you can't. I'm gonna make a Udemy video, Chris. I'm gonna make a Udemy course. I've decided. What? Maybe it needs to be a new screen done <laughs> course. Four dollars. One dollar. I just want to force people to like get out the credit card. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's an important process for sure. All right. So finally, three ways to up your video marketing game finally is diversify, diversify, diversify. It feels like Anything what's the else? most important part? <laughs> Real estate is location, location, location. 
Uh, you cannot really come up with any with one single format that will work for every audience. So maybe you need to do like bite-sized pieces. Maybe it needs to be really long explainer video. Um, maybe you need different format that's you know going on Instagram TV. Like understand where you can push these videos out and what differences they have in terms of format uh, to go on each of those individual platforms. Keeping your long-term goals in mind, try to come up with different tactics for achieving those goals. So here's kind of the list that she came up with. Brainstorm viral video roundups to try and pick up some solid engagement. This is especially powerful in Facebook. Invite prominent YouTubers to get interviewed on your channel, right? So that helps you take advantage of their audience. It's certainly a strategy that's out there working on, uh, on podcasts now. Um, put together video reviews and tutorials to be able to control more search results. So this is interesting. We could actually, and we haven't done this, we could do video reviews of SEM Rush, one of the more popular SEO tools out there, of, of whatever, PPC Samurai, all these tools that are out there, we can actually write reviews about them, uh, and that can give credibility and really create that, um, uh, that marketing niche. Uh, create solid explainer videos. We got that. Create beautiful video slideshows of your holiday special offers. Uh, live stream your company events. Um, I don't know about that. Um, and use Instagram. <laughs> use Instagram and Snapchat to create and market stories. Uh, likewise, experiment with link, background music, topics, all of that good stuff. That I think was a really good rundown of Diversify, diversify, well, diversify. So, so we're we're doing a lot of videos, right? We're we're doing a lot of videos now. Um, we've won some awards for some of our videos. Um, really, I think it's a really important component of SEO now, right? Um, and and also conversion optimization videos. You know, highest converting uh, medium there is. Um, we do tutorial videos, FAQ videos, location. We'll take your blog and make it a, a video and we can get voiceover and it's pretty cool. Um, put in some stock art, stock videos, commercials about us are really popular. Testimonials are super popular. Portfolio videos, um, product videos. Uh, we've done all those. Um, we have a really good portfolio, EWR Digital. Go to the portfolio. You can check them out. Um, we're in the process of uh, porting some of that stuff over uh, because we have it on Wistia, right? And so... Um, we need to add it to the website, but, um, you know, we've done all kinds of different videos. We just did a, a big, uh, power, well, not a power plant, but like a industrial plant. We got some great, uh, B roll video. Um, so I, I think, uh, we're doing some 3d videos. We're using a uh, Matterport to do some like 3d modeling and stuff like that. It's so, super cool stuff. I mean, videos can tell a story better than, than anything else. And I think it's a really important component. Um, even video searches are number one searched uh, kind of like SEO or I forget the data point on that. But, you know, if you're not doing videos, you've got, you know, from our last podcast too. look, you got everything you need right here. Oh, nice, Chris. Nice job. Yeah. Uh huh. That's the yeah. AMA awards that we won. Yeah. And I'm going to look at them and tell you what they say. But all I'm looking at is a green screen. <laughs> That's a pretty cool, pretty cool picture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I was busy getting the picture. So did, did you yeah, wrap no, up? I mean, I, I, I just you. think that people need to know how important videos are, and you should try to incorporate that. And it's like an explainer video, 
you know, things about your products, telling your company's story. People want to know who they're doing business with. Um, I think that that's super important. Getting third party testimonials, right? Like I, I think even in like Amazon, like the video ads, like of the products have so much more visibility and exposure. Um, I mean, you know, it all, like all roads lead to video in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. I, I, I think that's true. Very true. All right. Well, that wraps up um, three ways to up your video marketing game by Ann Smarty. Patif to you, Ann Smarty. Um, if you like this podcast, we'd ask you to do one simple three thing, and that's tell three people about the podcast, whether uh, they're SEOers, whether they're um, um, CMO. Yeah. Say that again. People at a company that need marketing. Yeah. <laughs> marketing yeah. officers. Um, this is a great resource for them. And uh, and we're happy to have conversations with them if they're if they want some uh, kind of really high level SEO guidance. Uh, if you're interested in growing your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, Google and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> call call EWR Digital for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. Uh, we were filmed live in Houston. You can get transcript, video, audio, usually upon request. Just go to bestseopodcast.com uh, for the base information. And if you go, I don't know, let me see if this is working. Digital.com forward slash G plus. Did that work? I don't think I did that one. No, we need to get that. We need to get that up. Uh, oh, it did work. Okay. If you go to uh, ewrdigital.com forward slash G plus, and that's the symbol plus, don't worry about how old the link is. Uh, just go there. It'll pop up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do us a small favor uh, and leave us a review. Hopefully, you'll make that review five stars. <laughs> A lot harder to do over Zoom, I think, I think, or even StreamYard, whatever platform you're on, it's a lot harder to do. Um, so that wraps up this podcast. Anything else from your side, Matt? Uh, be safe in the hurricane for all of you uh, here locally. So we're getting ready for that. I'm, I'm working in the office because I, I might not be in the office <laughs> later this week for a couple of days. So, so a uh, guy walks into a bar, okay, he orders a Corona and two hurricanes. The bartender says, that'll be 2020. Boom. Yeah, 2020 has <laughs> been really rough. <laughs> All right. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>